Kia ora and welcome to another episode of Get a Job and Get Healthy with Costas Enterprises. I am your host, Alex Costas, and I apologise for not getting out a um, episode last week. Consider this your makeup episode. Um, I am currently driving as well, so please excuse me for that. And yes, yes, comments, I know, I know, don't do it, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I kind of want to address something in my life that has shaped me and changed me. And it's, it's you know, in some things I'm a bit shameful and other things I'm... The experiences that I've gone through in my life have shaped me to the man that I am, but also the man that I was so today is about looking at that stuff today uh, marks 20 years since I lost my father um, I know I talk sometimes about my life and all the things that I've done I never really touched on this and honestly I wasn't even going to do an episode on it um, I was going to let it just be, um, but you guys are my whanau, you are my family, so I, I want to share with you my feelings, and also, you know, truth that I'm not always Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky, um, specifically at this time of the the year, on this day, and the days before and usually after, I am a bit of a wreck. I am a bit of a mess. I'm depressed, I'm angry, I'm guilty, I have all of the feels, basically. So I thought I'd better just share it with you. Um, I don't know if this episode is going to go long. Um, as you guys know, I don't edit my podcasts, so you'll hear a lot of ums. Um, literally, just heard one. But during that time, I just want to let you know that what not to do and what you should do especially when you lose a parent or a loved one Um, now in my life I have lost a few people um, that are close to me uh, family members friends um, to various things be it sickness disease nothing really prepares you for losing a parent especially in your younger years um I was thinking about this today, which is what sparked me thinking about writing, uh, doing this podcast episode, was there were three years in my, and, and those close to me that went to school with me know this, in three years I lost my grandmother, we had a fire, and I also lost my father, and it was 99, 2000, and 2001. So, in 1999, I lost my grandmother, who I was very close with. I saw her... I saw her be the happy, bubbly person, turn into someone that has dealt with dementia. Um, And, you know, going from the point where... For those that don't know, I look a lot like my father. Um, I sound a lot like my father. And she would 
start speaking Romanian to me because she was Romanian and I'm part Romanian Greek and she would start speaking in Romanian and thinking I was dad or George she would go Georgiou Georgiou and she would say something and I, I couldn't understand it so I had to remind her grab her hand and I'm like grandma it's Alex oh oh and it, it was heartbreaking to see her go from this bubbly loving woman to someone that needed to be put into a home because she became a liability to herself and everyone around her um and when I say liability I don't mean that I don't mean that in a bad way I mean like we we she needed 24-hour care and as I talk I'm literally driving past the place where we scattered her ashes um which is also the same place where my father's ashes were scattered and one day I will be scattered here as well. Then in 2000, um, we had a fire and if that wasn't enough of going through grandma and then having to deal with the fire stuff, um, I basically was 18 or 17 at that time and I <clears throat> was tasked with uh, because my father and my mother were both sick at the time because of things like the smoke inhalation uh, that, that spread through the house and went into their lungs and also my lungs I was the person that had to sort of step up be a bit more of an adult and that's where it all started that's when I started to I had to grow up you know, no longer was I able to play my fun times. I had to be a man of a house, um, which I didn't know whether the house was glued down or taxed down on the carpets. Uh, an example of this was literally the night at 2am. Um, so on Queen's birthday weekend, back in 2000, we had the fire. It was an electrical fire. It started by a plug boy which is, for those that don't know, it is a multi-box, uh, the one with the four plugs in it, which has a cut-off switch, and the cut-off switch never worked. So, that ignited the flame, we lost a lot of our possessions. Um, the whole house wasn't burnt down, but it was to the point where, because the doors were open, there was water damage from the fire hose, there was smoke damage we had to basically vacate the house for about six to eight months and that in itself was a was a process um, but on the the night of it happening um, it happened at midnight we got out and called the fire fire brigade they came really really quickly and we loved them for that like they were amazing uh, but at about 2 a.m after i'd been seen by the doctors and cleared uh, I went to see my father who was like call the call the insurance first thing you do call the insurance while he's suffering a semi heart attack um, now we're, we're gonna get on the heart stuff soon um, but you know it was like having to deal with the insurance people at that early and going I don't know when the carpets are fucking glued down or taped down. What the fuck are you talking about? There was a lot of swearing um, for a guy that was young. And this is standing at the steps of the hospital. While my mother and my father are both being treated for 
uh, smoke inhalation and and uh, a semi heart attack. So, as you can imagine, it was um, traumatic. Uh, also, having to go through our worldly possessions and things like photos, baby photos of me, wedding photos of mum and dad, up in smoke, uh, never to be returned again. Um, worldly possessions that we had gone. Um, it was it, it was a hard time. Um, plus dealing with the grandma's death, like not even a year at that time. Then we managed to deal with it. The house got rebuilt for the parts that needed to. We had insurance, which was what I was talking about, so that was good. Then the next year my father dies heart attack one of 11 he'd had 11 heart attacks in his life my grandfather had 14 so as you can imagine heart trouble is something I need to be wary of so because I'm part Greek we celebrate name days which is like your saint and whatever the saint you're named after their day so in April around this time it is really really hard for me um, and my mum the 23rd was St George which was dad's name day the 25th is Anzac Day which is the day that New Zealand soldiers and Australian soldiers um, they are commemorated for losing their lives in World War 1 and 2 so naturally a very sad day in New Zealand history 27th which is today is the day that he died and then two days later will be his birthday he would have been 81 had he still been alive he died when he was 60 going on 61 two days out from the 61st now as I said he'd had a lot of heart attacks one too many he was in and out of hospital for water retention he lived life he loved life but he also loved the bad things in life the food he spent years smoking cigars and stuff like that so it's not really that much of a surprise for the heart attacks and stuff but it's the little things that I want to catch on like the things that I remember the day it happened he dropped me off at school I was in my last year and had worked out that I could have sort of Friday period and have two periods and then come in basically around lunchtime so he would drive me in he would drive my mum to where she needed to go for her meeting and then he was like okay I'll see you guys at home and we were like okay two days before he was complaining that he went blind temporarily for a couple of hours he had just been put on a drug called warfarin which is a blood thinning drug and they had so many uh, doses and changes of doses that he had to go into hospital a week before for water retention By the day it happened he was so happy and we still wonder to this day 
if he knew that it was today. And we wonder this because of the things that happened. Like, Dad used to have a briefcase, and in this briefcase was always his cell phone. No matter where he was, he would always take his cell phone in case something happened. Now, my father was not the biggest exercise of, neither was I, never have been. But he decided to go for a walk around the park. And we have a park that we live near. So that was very strange. Now, even if he decided to do that, he would always take his phone. He didn't. And we tried calling his phone. We got home and, you know, it was very, very weird. We got home, we couldn't find anything. We saw the car and the, and the thing. And we heard from a person that's crossed the road said that he'd been in the car for about, you know, an hour. Oh, okay. Funny thing is, my um, during this time, I had a random visit from my friend, who at the time had sort of migrated to the US, and was back for a couple of days and wanted to just catch up. So I went outside and I was talking to him. We hear a knock, knock, knock. It's a policeman at the front door. Saying, ma'am, sir, uh, we've got some very bad news. And and before they continued, we had already known something was wrong. And they said, can you come check the body? Now, one thing I haven't talked to you guys about is issues with my mother I don't think I'm still ready to talk about that stuff but one day trust me I will get into it for that reason I said I'll go I'll check sure enough I went over to the park and there he was weird as it sounds but he was smiling I don't know if the policeman did that so it wouldn't be so hard and then mum came over as well and we just broke down and understandable and after the initial shock the first hour mum was like you've got to call people I, I can't call people I can't tell them so I can do it I can do it so I started dialing my auntie the one that has passed away which I told you guys about and I told her you know I got some interesting I, I, I almost had a script for every time I'd call someone and as far as I got I got hello and then the next line that I'd prepared and was hoping to to deliver I, I couldn't I started weeping and crying and I was like he's gone He's gone. I called all of the people that we needed to on mum's side. I called her, her dad's sister. I called mum's brother. I called all these people. 
before I even called my friends. My friend I called to first, I just broke up. Each time I made a call, each time I could not control, which is understandable, it, was, it just happened. It was the day my father died. I had to do some more growing up that day. And because of that, I... When I said I wanted to tell you what not to do, please, if you have any of these feelings, if you have any doubt, any grief, deal with it then. See, what I did was wrong. I pushed it aside. One of the things I will always, always feel guilt for is for not taking the time to grieve. I was given the time by everyone. My, I was studying at uni at the time and I tried my best. I had a, a, a quiz due the next week. I... Um, they were like, and on the Wednesday, we had the funeral. They were like, you don't have to come. Don't be silly. I was like, no, I, I need to come. I need to come. I did the quiz. I was a wreck. I then took them on their offer and didn't actually go back to uni for a month didn't help, I still dropped out, I um, I lost all focus, but I still didn't grieve, see my mother was grieving so much that I felt that I had to be the man, dad had passed away and someone had to step up, so this next part I'm going to tell you is the weirdest part for a lot of people when I tell them I've cried up until a couple of years ago when I started seeing a counsellor I'd cried three times for dad the first was the day it happened the second was the, the day of the funeral and the third was and it's going to be really random about six weeks later. And you might be saying, well, why six weeks later? What's the significance? There was no significance. Um, I basically had gone to a party, my first party since. Just my friends tried to get me out. I was stuck in and I was going crazy and I was not doing well. And I was talking to this random girl and I was telling her, like, oh, yeah, my father passed away. And she goes, when? And I said, about six weeks ago. She's like, have you cried? And I was like, no, no not really. And that's when I realised with the look on her face going that's really weird without her saying it and I remember 
it was sort of like a house party and I was next to this tree and I was just looking up at the stars and I just started crying I felt I didn't feel grief I felt guilt I was crying because I felt like I hadn't grieved him enough I hadn't grieved him the way that a normal person would grieve and it was really really weird and I still feel shame and guilt for that period now and and it's something that I think I always will feel no matter how much I work on myself but the reason why I thought I wanted to tell you guys about this stuff today was because I literally I've been dealing with some other stuff now as I said during my time my mother has also issues that she deals with and at that time we weren't working well together that has also read itself this week we were arguing all the time we were going around in circles all the time and this always seems to happen around this time because of dad's death I know it but it hit really hard most years it sort of it hits hard but not as hard as it did this year this year was 20 years and I decided to work from home today because I literally woke up in tears I realise now I do shed some tears the counsellor has taught me that it's okay to cry it's okay to let emotions out one thing I never used to do was let emotions out now I've talked before about a, my my physio psychotherapist and how amazing she was this is part of the reason but I feel that because of the guilt that I had from not grieving him now I feel it even more each year how much I miss him and I dwell on the fact that he's never going to be there to see me and my partner get married he's never going to be there to see our first child let alone buying a first house he was never there for seeing me go to university You know, it's like, it's the little things. He wasn't there for my 21st. Now, over in New Zealand, 21st is like a rite of passage for a man. It is for a woman as well. Um, so, to not have him there was hard. But each year, it got a little bit easier to deal with. 
but with 20 years it's just it hit hard today and I cried I I I so I worked from home but I went and spent some time with my mother despite us having arguments and all that sort of stuff days before I wanted to be with her because I knew what this was going to mean for her almost as much as it means for me so we met up but on the way there I um, I, I have a tradition since dad passed is on this day I always wear black now, I know most people will be like well I always wear black but I, on a remembrance day as well and there's a reason for that but I also play the Johnny Cash Man in Black song Johnny Cash was one of dad's favourite artists he loved country music and just hearing Johnny singing and thinking about my father and wearing all black let's just say I shouldn't have been doing it while I was driving I was literally driving with tears in my eyes on my way to go see my mother to try and be the man again try to console and be there for her and my partner has been amazing she has been there for me when I always spend the time for everybody else I never spend the time for me she was there for me and has been there for me the last couple of days and honestly I love her more than I can ever quantify I know she probably won't listen to this podcast um, as well as my friends probably won't listen to this podcast but for those that have been around me during this time I know how I get I um I am usually a pretty happy guy. I am usually pretty cordial. But during this time of the year, specifically this day, I'm an asshole. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm short with my answers. I'm just generally not very nice to be around but my friends and my family have been there around me they have helped me through these times and while it may not take me very long to get through it it might be over by tomorrow it could be over in two days the pain will always be there the grief will always be there all I ask for you is if you are also dealing with grief or been through grief it's okay to cry it's okay to grieve it's okay to put yourself first to let yourself grieve take it from someone that didn't do it if I if I had to go through it again I know I'd be a wreck but this time I would be a wreck 
without shame, without guilt. And I know this this podcast episode has probably been a bit depressive for everyone. And look, I'm I'm sorry, but at the moment, that's how I feel. I feel down. I feel depressed. I feel angry. I feel grief. I feel sad. And for someone that used to hold all his emotions in to talk about this stuff, let alone feel it. It's very crazy. It's very mind-blowing. And I know he's up there. I know he's looking down on me. And one of the things I've always wondered is, is he proud? Now the early part of my life when he wasn't there and just after he'd passed I don't think he was proud because I wasn't proud of who I was but now I think he'd be really proud of me for pushing through what I'm doing for dealing with what I'm dealing with and mainly for growing what parent doesn't want their child to grow So, if you need someone, if you're going through something and you need to talk, hit me up. DonCostas at gmail.com, D-O-N-C-O-S-T-A-S at gmail.com. I might be able to help, or if I can't, I can give you ideas of where you might be able to go. Um we'll talk about the red bubble stuff and all that sort of stuff on Thursday Uh, I hope to have another episode out this is just a this is in lieu of last week's episode and it's not because I wanted to wait until today to talk about that stuff I honestly was a wreck and didn't want to do anything last week and even today I don't really want to be talking about this like part of me thinks I should just delete this episode but as I said at the start you guys are my whanau I may not know your names I may not hear from you but you guys are my whanau you know my innermost thoughts so if I don't share this part of me with you I'm putting up a false pretense and you don't do that to family. You don't do that to Fano. So, until next time, which will hopefully be Thursday, you guys know where to find me. CostasEnterprises.business.blog at the Kiwi Dawn on Instagram, all that stuff. Just know that you can talk to anybody. It's okay to give yourself time to grieve. I love you guys. And as always, good luck.